0: Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, we are talking about strength training. We're talking about muscle building. We are talking about powerlifting and why it far outperforms every other form of exercise. From P90X, to Orange Theory, to CrossFit, to Pilates, to Zumba, uh, to kickboxing, there's been like more different types of classes in the last 20 years, different modalities of exercise to come on the scene than any other time before. So what is the best form of exercise? When we think about running and cycling and all these classes and strength training, what is the best? What is the best for our overall health? What is the best for our aesthetics, uh, our body composition? what is the best for our mental health, and what is the best for our longevity. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you my eight reasons, uh, eight different reasons why strength training and muscle building far outperforms every other exercise modality. But first, we're not going to talk about any ads or supplements or anything like that. Listen, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, you get something out of today's episode, or you've, you've already gotten something out of my previous episodes, do me a favor. Go to Google Places and type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness. I want you to find my Google Places account in Bayville, Arkansas, and leave me a review. Tell me what you think of the podcast. Tell me what you think of my coaching style. That would greatly help other people find my coaching style and also find my website, my podcast. So I appreciate you doing that for me and taking just a second to go to Google places, type in muscles and veggies fitness and leave me a review. So let's get into this. This is my eight reasons why strength training, resistance training, muscle building is far superior to any other form of exercise. Number one, stress. Number one, stress. Here's why we live in one of the most stressful times in human history. Um, I think about my clients, many of them are, you know, business executives, their fathers, their mothers, you know, they have tons on their plate and you're dealing with, everyone is dealing with different types of stress. But in dealing with these people, the worst thing that I could have them do is to come in and do this crazy all-out effort CrossFit class, or Orange Theory class, or Zumba class, or P90X, or the worst thing I could do is to have them do that. Why? That's because it's very sympathetically dominant, fight-or-flight activating to the nervous system to get into any one of these high-intensity classes, to get your heart rate, anything over, I could argue, 130, 140, uh, for a sustained period of time is going to create a lot of cortisol and adrenaline. Then they get done with the class and they carry that cortisol and adrenaline out into their day. So now they're being a mom, they're answering emails, they're answering calls and text messages, they're taking care of you know employees, different things, and their stress is through the roof. And all I did as a personal trainer by putting them through that crazy class Is just exacerbated their cortisol levels, their adrenaline levels, even higher than they already were. And then I didn't even teach them how to manage those levels or how to manage that stress. So when we think about strength training, though, strength training, you come into the gym, uh, you do a nice stretch and a warm up, and maybe you get into uh, a bodybuilding type program or a powerlifting type program where you have. A good effort, two or three minute break as for powerlifting, a good effort, maybe a one minute break for bodybuilding or muscle building workouts. Uh, This has such a better response on your nervous system, but it also teaches you how to activate your nervous system acutely and then let that nervous system calm in the rest period afterwards. This type of training uh, is great for learning how to manage the nervous system. I always say that we should train like a warrior and we should live like a monk. So what does that mean? That means we go into the gym for an hour a day, train hard, activate your nervous system, but learn how to, at the end of that session, we always stretch and breathe. So we stretch and breathe because we want to deactivate the nervous system and we want to go into our day living like a monk. We're emotionally calm. We're emotionally stable. We don't overreact. Uh, I try to act like in my family, in my life, uh, how can I be the most stable individual in my family amongst my peers? How can I be the most emotionally stable? How can I be the most calm and collected under stress? Okay, so these are the things that strength training teaches when you understand how to activate the nervous system and then deactivate the nervous system. Remember that saying, train like a warrior, live like a monk, okay? Number two, Metabolism. I could argue that strength training is the very best thing for your metabolism. And here's why. If we use running as an example, when you go out and you run, you're burning six to 800 calories an hour, depending on how big you are. And let's say your overall calorie consumption is relatively even high at 2,500. Okay. So maybe you're an average male or female, you're eating 2,500 calories a day. Every time you run, you're teaching your body to burn less calories. Why? Because you're burning six to 800 calories in every hour of running. That means that that you only have 16 to 1800 calories left over at the end of that day to function on, to build your neurotransmitters, to build your muscle, to maintain bone, to maintain all these different parameters that the body requires to function. So your body understands that stress and says, okay, we need to become more efficient at burning calories. So we're going to decrease metabolic rate to make sure that this 16 to 1800 calories that we're left with after running, uh, that we can live off that. So we have to down-regulate hormone production, down-regulate thyroid production. Um, we're going to cut corners here, cut corners there and make sure that we, we can use and live off of these 16 to 1800 calories. The contrary to that is strength training. Strength training, you may only burn two to 300 calories in a workout of strength training, but you're building more muscle mass. And it's a proven fact that the more muscle mass you have on your body, the higher your metabolism is. Now, there's lots of supplements and pills and plans out there that people will sell you to increase your metabolism. But I'm here to tell you, That there's only one way to increase your metabolism and that's to grow yourself bigger. And the most healthy way to do that is to grow yourself bigger, not with fat, but with muscle mass. So that the bigger you are muscular wise, the higher your metabolism is. The more you strength train, the higher your metabolism is. So preventing metabolic diseases is a fold of that. Sorry, I have to turn off my robot vacuum cleaner. Preventing metabolic diseases like diabetes, uh, preventing metabolic diseases like obesity, metabolic syndrome, that's where this comes in because your metabolism is so high, it doesn't allow you to get too far down the diabetic rabbit hole and too far down the obese rabbit hole, right? Even if you eat horrible, just strength training alone will prevent type 2 diabetes and will prevent obesity, okay? Okay. And, and I can prove this if you go in and you watch powerlifters, these guys will eat an ungodly amount of calories, five 6,000 calories in a day of pure junk food. And these guys are never, they're never diabetic and they're rarely obese. Okay. So but you could not do that with the normal person who did not strength train. So that's my number two is metabolism. Number three, hormones hands down, the best thing for your hormone health, not just because of the stress aspect, which we talked about in number one, but just the stimulating effect of hormones in general uh, is greatly increased by just picking up and lifting heavy things. Now, I have to make the caveat to that though, because as a CrossFit coach, and doing CrossFit for a couple of years, I kept wondering why these incredible athletes around me, many of them were on testosterone replacement. And I'm like, what is the deal with that? Why are so many of these CrossFit athletes, like really good athletes, super strong guys and girls, and why are they on testosterone replacement? Well, we have to again go back to stress. DHEA is our hormone value that we create all of our sex hormones out of. Okay. If we make too much cortisol, We go too high intense for too long. We're going to decrease the amount of DHEA we have left over to create our sex hormones. And that's why strength training, it keeps your heart rate below that threshold that you're like redlining, right? And it doesn't cause this massive spike in adrenaline and cortisol that takes away from your DHEA. And in fact, it's been shown through many clinical research studies that just strength training alone by itself with adequate rest in between sets has a greater response of testosterone and progesterone and estrogen in our sex hormones for men and women. So you could argue that there's no other modality of exercise, which by the way, if you want to really tank your testosterone, go run and do CrossFit at the exact same time. That's a fantastic way to tank your your testosterone because uh, your cortisol response and adrenaline response will greatly diminish the amount of testosterone that you create. So strength training not only is the opposite, but it also has an anabolic effect. It produces more testosterone in men and women. And I've seen this over and over again, especially in women who come in. They come in with hormonal problems. They come in with estrogen dominance. um, They're overweight. And then literally at 6 to 12 weeks of strength training, resistance training, their periods are better. Their hormones are better. They're less emotional during their periods and they're dropping weight. And that's all from the increase in sex hormones, like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So it has a hormone balancing effect. That's my number three. Number four is mental health. Now, every form of exercise, I don't care what it is, has a benefit to mental health. So I don't wanna like poo-poo these other forms of exercise like they don't have any mental health benefit. However, when we look at clinical research studies, When you compare SSRI drugs, antidepressant drugs like Zoloft and Paxil against resistance training, resistance training has greater or at least equal to those mental health benefits as those drugs. And you can look this up yourself, go to pubmed.com. Pubmed's a national resource and database for scientific uh, literature and clinical research trials. So strength training elicits uh, endorphin-like compounds in our brain. Did you know you have a pharmacy literally sitting on top of your skull right now? And and that pharmacy, when we do strength training, it produces endorphin-like compounds that are like morphine almost. And they regulate our mood. They actually give us uh, higher rates of happiness and dopamine and neurotransmitters. They regulate serotonin production. It helps us sleep better because the more serotonin you create. You can look this up serotonin is not wasted serotonin at the end of the day when it's not used it converts to melatonin which actually helps us sleep better and this is why if you go to the lake or the beach or the river or the creek and spend a whole day in the sun at the end of the day how do you sleep you sleep really really well because guess what sunshine also elicits a serotonin uh production just like strength training so you combine strength training and sunshine, lift some weights outside, and what do you have? You have a recipe to sleep like a baby at night. So there's many, many aspects. I could go, I could do a whole episode just on the mental health benefits of strength training. And you guys that have been lifting for a while, you know, if you take a couple weeks off or you get injured, oh man, you feel it. You can feel the clouds set in when it comes to, I got to get back in the gym. like even if it's just doing, going through the motions because uh, it's so good for our mental health. We can feel the difference. Number five, muscle mass and bone density. And this is a really simple one. Um, hands down, as we age, especially in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, we lose about 10% of our muscle mass and 10% of our bone density per decade, okay? So by the time you hit 70 or 80 years old, you could be down somewhere 30 and 40% of your original muscle mass and bone density. What combats that? Nothing better than strength training, okay? There's nothing better than loading the joints, compound movements to prevent against osteoporosis and sarcopenia, which is bone loss and muscle loss, okay? So that's my number five, muscle mass and bone density. Number six, strength and functionality. Strength and functionality. So obviously, just being stronger is going to help you through your daily life. And we can't have this conversation about functionality without also talking about longevity. And so a pro tip for you guys that listen to this that lift a lot of weights, uh, sprinkle in some functional movements to your barbell work because too much barbell work gets you strong in those motions But often I see guys with back injuries and knee injuries and things like that because they don't do enough twisting and functional strength type movements, kettlebell work, things like that, um, that put us in different positions to get strong and prevent against injuries. And I could also make the case that just too much barbell work in general, um, if you don't do enough body work and you don't do enough functional training, it makes you too rigid and too stiff in certain planes of motions. And that also will leave you more susceptible to injury. But listen, strength and functionality, uh, they they play a role in our longevity. The more muscle mass you have on your body, the stronger you are, the thicker your bone density, the longer you will live. And this is one of the greatest markers in clinical research for muscle mass and and bone density is the, the talk about longevity. So a year and a half ago, I was in a really bad car accident, head on collision. Uh, it tore my pectoral muscle off of my arm, broke hands, broke feet. Um, but I came out okay, considering the the kid who hit me head on that was passing around a corner was going over 75 miles an hour. But the, I was laying in the emergency room. The doctor comes in and he said, son, there's two things that saved you. And I said, what's that? And he said, number one, you were in a Subaru and Subarus have really good crash test ratings. Shout out to Subaru, by the way. And number two, uh, your your bone density and your muscle mass from resistance training uh, Kept you from breaking your legs and breaking your arms and I had some few fractures here and there But he said it should have been so much worse. And by the way, I really thought that I broke my pelvis from the seat belt um, But I, I didn't and although I still have issues from my pelvis um, I didn't break the actual pelvis bone or my pelvic region. So again, I cannot say enough, going into our later years, the longevity benefits, even in the clinical research, they talk about you're more likely to survive cancer the more muscle mass you have. You're more likely to survive a disease, a car wreck, an infirmity, the more muscle mass you have on your body. So that's my number six. Number seven is body composition. And I can make the argument that there's no other modality that will get you uh, leaner, and more muscular and the best looking than strength training and bodybuilding. Okay. So if you look at bodybuilding competitors, there's nobody that looks better than they do. At least the natural ones, in my opinion, um, from a aesthetic standpoint. Okay. So there's no other form of exercise. I don't care what it is that, that competes against, Uh, just strength training in general for keeping body fat off of your body, keeping you lean, but also keeping muscle mass on your body. Okay. And number eight, and this is like, this was a, this is a revolutionary one for somebody who doesn't think about this regularly, but everyone, almost everyone can do strength training. Okay. Like maybe a quadriplegic can't do some, some sort of strength training, But even a paraplegic, that's someone who uh, is in a wheelchair, they can do strength training. They can work their upper body. They can get these benefits that we've been talking about today. Uh, I get people in the gym with bad backs, bad knees, bad hips, whatever. There's so many different ways that we can get people strength training to where they get these benefits that we're talking about. Almost anyone can do it. Um, And just a side note, like many people come in the gym with back issues and they're like, I can't squat and I can't deadlift. I got a bad back. Well, commonly we will get them stronger in their posterior chain. So their glutes, their hamstrings, um, their lats, things like that. Their posterior chain gets stronger. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They're squatting and deadlifting and they have no back pain. Why is that? Because our posterior chain is part of the low back. The low back is part of our posterior chain. So if our posterior chain, our glutes and our hamstrings are weak, guess what takes all the brunt of the weight? You guessed it. It's our low back. So a lot of times we'll get people in the gym and these ailments will be fixed from balancing imbalances uh, and getting areas that are weak, getting them stronger. So this is like just a, a tidbit of the benefits of strength training. And you know to recap, like, it's very easy to see that strength training is the least stressful modality of all, uh, especially done correctly with good form and proper education. Um, Number two, it's the best for your metabolism. So it's going to keep your metabolism higher than any other of these forms of exercise. Uh, It prevents against diabetes. It prevents against obesity better than any of these other forms. Um, Hormonal value, there's no questions there. Uh, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody when it comes to arguing that any of these other ones will elicit a better hormone response than strength training. Uh, Number four, mental health. I mean, just massive benefits of mental health. One of my favorite things is to get new clients in the gym. And about three or four weeks in, I'll ask them, how's your mental health? Do you feel like it's been better since you started training? And they're like, you know, I was just thinking, like, I don't remember feeling this good in a while. And I'm like, I know. It just, it happens every time. Uh, There's such great value in turning on the pharmacology that sits on top of our skull and letting that go to work for us. And we elicit that response by strength training. And again, muscle mass, bone density, strength, functionality, body composition, and literally everyone can take part in this. Very, very, very few people will not be able to take part in some sort of strength training. And you can't say the same thing when it comes to running or cycling. Uh, or CrossFit or Orange Theory, I mean, always with strength training, we can make adjustments to get people strength training uh, for 98% of people. Listen, if you like what you're hearing, if you enjoyed something from this podcast, do me a favor, go to Google places, leave me a review on muscles and veggies fitness. Tell me what you think of the podcast. Tell me what you think of my coaching style. Thank you for spending 21 minutes with me today. And I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.